This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and I'm very glad to be back with you guys with a normal episode of Pop Vouchers. When I say normal, I mean unscripted, because um, the last two episodes of Pop Vouchers was a new scripted series presented under Pop Vouchers called Can I Tell You Something Crazy? Yeah, so I'm looking at, um, in that series, I'm looking at all Asian entertainment stories or all Asian news, uh, major news stories, um, and looking at them with fresh eyes and examining, you know, what happened in the past. So the first two episodes of Can I Tell You Something Crazy uh, dropped over the last month. Um, they are about the Edison Chen sex photogate of 2008. Yeah, I did a whole deep dive and, you know, I went and talked about like how, you know, the media covered at the time, you know, what was missing in that coverage, you know, a lot of the crazy stuff that happened, you know, during the scandal. So if you're interested, please go and listen to that. I'm very, very proud of it. But I am still doing normal pop vouchers episode in addition to Can I Tell You Something Crazy? So ideally, I would do one normal pop V um, and one, can I tell you something crazy every month? So there should still be two episodes of Pop Vouchers per month. Now, today in my unscripted episode, what am I going to talk about? So I am going to talk about Thigh BL. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so like if you all follow me on my Instagram or what, you'll know that I've, I've been watching a bit of Thigh BL recently. So I know a little bit about it and like some drama about it just happened. And I was like, this is very within what I like talk about on this podcast. And like it also is very fascinating. So I wanted to bring it up. So what I'm going to talk about today is the hoo-ha that was caused on Twitter because and Weibo actually because this Thai BL star Mew Supasit went on a whole like he had a whole tweet thread. So when I say BL star, I mean that he got famous from BL dramas. He may or may not be doing BL now, but he got famous through BL dramas. So this star is Mew Supasit, M-E-W. A lot of Thai stars have very, very long names. Like Thai people in general have very long names. So a lot of them have nicknames. So his nickname is M-E-W, Mew, right? For this purposes of this podcast, I'm just going to call him Mew. So um, before I go into what he actually said in his tweet thread, right, I have to explain a bit of what Thai BL and what BL is and the BL fandom and everything. I have to give you a bit of context because you would need the context to understand his tweets. So Thai BL or BL in general is a genre. What does BL stand for? BL stands for boys love. It's a term that originated from Japan. Um, you know, it came from manga and everything. But basically, it's a type of entertainment that depicts romance between men. There is also GL, girls love. So Yuri, you know, in Japanese. Uh, in Japanese, I think BL is called Yaoi. So there's girls love as well, but uh, boys love is what we are talking about today. And in Thailand, boys love dramas are like a force of nature, honestly, because basically um, boys love dramas are, as I said, just dramas that depict romance between men or boys, right? So Thailand has really made the BL genre something unto itself, you know. To them, it what well, it's really their soft power. Okay, I have to say, like, give it up for Thailand for Thai BL dramas because BL dramas, right, are like very rare. Like in in the in terms of like the countries that produce it, BL is like fairly rare because yes, while there are like gay theme stories in Hollywood, there are gay theme stories in America and everything. They are very rarely like gay themed, like 
very obviously like the whole story is about romance. It's about two people falling in love or two people trying to fall in love and stay in love and stay together and be together and overcoming things to be together. Like it's just like how, you know, how there are not a lot of like, I would say like Western TV dramas that are like K-dramas that focus entirely like on a romance. Like the primary focus is romance. So in a way, like BL dramas are not just stories that depict gay relationships or gay people. They are also stories that, like, the definition of it is boys' love. Like, it's about, it's a romance. It's like two people getting together. It's two people falling in love, right? That is the main uh, focus. So the countries that do this are very, very few. There are very few countries that do this. So, um... Thailand is like the big exporter. They really have this area wrapped up. This is their niche, you know? Because like, say Korea, right? They do have BL dramas and they have like BL manhwa and everything. But Korea in general is a little bit more conservative when it comes to like homosexuality. And um, they don't have as many BLs. When they do have, they might not depict it to the level that Thailand does. Because in Thailand, the BL dramas really run the spectrum. You have like the very pure, innocent campus romance types and then like there are also things like Kin Porsche which I will not go into but it's a mafia themed drama and like then those have like serious sex scenes like serious legit sex scenes that are fairly explicit I would say you know fairly it's very obvious these people are having yeah like these people are having sex you know like it's a sex scene so like the spectrum is like you know from very pure to like really like um got explicit sex scenes but in korea i would say not depicted at that level there are also taiwanese bls but somehow i don't feel like uh taiwanese bls uh make that much of an impact for some reason uh even though they some of them do depict to i would say to a level of thai bls but they just don't make it as big then um uh, Japan has bl but japan as an industry is um not particularly active in pushing their uh, content overseas. Then China, right, is again special case. China doesn't allow the depiction of homosexuality on screen. So a lot of uh, the adaptations of BL novels in China, like The Untamed, like Word of Honor, all uh, make the romance, like they basically like lessen the romance, even though the novel, right, is very explicitly like these two men are in love and these two men are together. The drama will not make that explicit. So, Thai BL has basically found a space in the culture to exist where like, that's why they, they have so many fans from around the world because very, as I mentioned, very few people are doing BL dramas the way that Thailand is doing it. And they especially have a lot of fans from China because China has, there's no such depiction. There is no depiction of homosexuality on screen in China, in Chinese entertainment. So they have to turn outwards. They have to look overseas if they want to see that depiction in media. So a lot of them go to Thai BL. So Thai BL is very big, okay? And a lot of Thai BL couples make it very big. And Thai BL is special because Thai BL, the way it is marketed, right, is very unique. Meaning like, if a Thai BL drama makes it big, the couple, the actors who play the couple, the lead couple or whatever side couples in the drama will market themselves outside of the drama and will like do activities like um, they would take on endorsements or, or whatever, right, as a couple pairing. So even outside of the drama, they 
will look very close. They will look like a couple. They will look like they are in love. Um, to sell themselves, oh, to sell themselves as a couple pair and to sell the drama. So it's all part of, it's a whole system. I, I really, genuinely, every single Thai BL has this mode of like um, promotion. They, they call it fan service. They won't say like, oh, we are a couple, you know, but they make it very ambiguous. They give very ambiguous answers. Make you seem like, well, I mean, they are like in love. Then they get very, very touchy with each other. They're very charming with each other. They're very close with each other. They look very, you know, and they always come out together and everything. So it is to make you feel like they are a couple. And that is part of how Thai BLs market the industry, market their actors, market their dramas and their productions. So that is just a part of the Thailand entertainment industry. It is just like this. Like every single BL drama does this, okay? So um, now that you know that context, uh, basically what Miu did, Miu was in a series called Tan Type with um, Galf Kanawat. So that is the couple pairing, Miu Galf. Um, and then... Tan Type is a while back already. I believe Tan Type first came out in 2019 and I think ended about more than two years ago. I think there were two seasons, but it is available on Netflix, if I'm not wrong. Like, I please go check that. I cannot be sure, but it is available. It was available on Netflix at the time. And it was very big, line. people were in love with them. So they came out and marketed themselves as a couple, right? Mew Golf. But um, it's been a while, you know, drama. It's been a while since the drama. And, um... Recently, I think there were some rumors that Mew has a partner or like he might be getting married or something like that. And okay, the disclaimer here, uh, I I did look at what he said on Twitter, but because I don't understand Thai, what I'm looking at is translations. You know, like Google Translate or like fan translations, that kind. So I'm just surmising from the translations, lah, okay? It's just a disclaimer. But he basically was replying to someone, unfortunately, that rep- the person that he was replying to, I can no longer see that tweet. But I guess he was replying to someone to tell them that he he has not talked to Gulf in two years. So basically what Miu did was Chai CP in Chinese. In Chinese terms, it's Chai CP. used to break up the couple pairing. And he did so by saying, well, I haven't talked to Gulf in two years. And, you know, I apologize for my fan service in the past, but Gulf has always just been a little brother to me. And then he said, like, I know there are a lot of fans of us as a couple pairing. And I know I think there are a lot of these fans who are very lovely. And this is along the lines of what he said. And he said, like, I think it's fine if you want to, like, you know, ship us or relationship shipping. Like, it's to, like, like, a, like a pair of celebrities together as a couple. And he basically said, you know, if you want to ship us, it's fine. But some people are unable to separate imagination from reality. And that hurts both me and Galf. And I think, then he said, okay, apparently that he said this. And like, I think education is very important. And maybe like the government should focus more on education, which implies that if you keep on thinking that him and golf are a couple, you are not educated. But anyway, then he go on to say like, you know, people are very strange. You know, they tell, they say they want the truth from me. But then when I tell them the truth and it's not what they want, they say like, you know, um, I disregard their feelings. You know, when I don't, but when if I don't say, then they, they say they want an answer. So when I come out and make myself clear, then people say it's fake news. Perhaps you should call the mental health hotline. Then he put like the mental health hotline number. Then he said like, you know, I know that artists cannot choose their fans. It's true. You know, fans come from different families, different 
um, backgrounds, different having different education levels and everything. But in the end, you know, I think I want to keep the fans who understand me and are ready to support me. Then I guess someone accused him of queer baiting, which is a term I shall go into later. And then he was like, please try and search what queer baiting is. And he said this in English. And then he basically just said like, you know, I... I gave people time to adjust their mindset. But, um, you know, I think it's just I've endured it enough. So I have to speak up. So this is what he said. So basically what he did was Chai CP said that him and Gulf were never together. They were not a couple. And they it was all fan service, right? And of course, this made fans very, very upset. Um, so some fans feel like, you know, why are you doing this? Like... You take the money from CP fans. You take the money from couple pairing fans. You know, you earn their money. Then you like turn around and scold us and say we are, imply that we are uneducated, imply that we need mental health help. Are you serious? Like, you're so disrespectful. Then fans feel like, hey, you, this is how you make your living. Why? You got famous from BL. You got famous from Tan Type. This is how you make your living as a celebrity. This is how you got your fame and all your money. And then now you want to be like, now that you're done, you know, you want to move on and now you come around and like say that hey we mentally ill so fans were very upset and then there are also a lot of fans who are like hey you think we really delusional think that you and Gulf are together but you could have ended things in a nicer way they just feel like you don't have to come out and say all this why you don't have to make it so explicit why why do you have to make it so explicit and then they feel like he's blaming the BL industry it's like why are you biting the hand that feeds you right this was the hand that fed you BL was the hand that fed you then you turn around and you bite it and it's like, you know, why are you dragging the BL industry and its fan service and everything, blah, blah, blah. So people are very, very upset. And then I saw this news and I was like, wow, this is exactly the kind of thing that I love talking about. Because it's like, wow, parasocial relationships and everything. You know, I love this. You know how I, I love, like, because I find it fascinating the way that celebrities are being marketed. I've always said that celebrities are products and they are the way that they present themselves is like they are selling you a product, right? So I find it very fascinating that Thai BL sort of markets their stars in this way by presenting them as a couple and like getting people to buy into them as a couple. And also another thing that uh, made me interested is because he actually asked fans to search what queer baiting is, which is a very specific term. And a lot of Chinese fans um, actually learned about the term queer baiting from the Mew tweet thread. And they went to find what queerbaiting means and they translated it as my fu, which is to sell fu. Fu means fu in Chinese actually is the word for rotten. But it's basically like a, a, a term given to BL. So it's like to sell a to sell a BL pairing, to sell a gay couple pairing is to my fu, right? So a lot of fans were like, huh? But you were the one who was queer baiting what? Then now you turn around and be like, you know, like want want us to be like, hey, what what do you mean by what is queer baiting? You were the one who was queer baiting all along, and then now you want to be like, you know, cut yourself off free from this. And I saw this and I was very upset because my food is a translation that ignores the context of what queer baiting is. So it is my pet peeve. Bad. Chinese English translations, English Chinese translations is my pet peeve. So I have to, I was like, I gotta come out and say something about this. Okay, so a lot of people were saying that real people cannot queer bait. And I agree with this, okay? Because a lot of fans were acu- accusing Mew of queer baiting. And I have to say, real people cannot queer bait. I know there will be people who disagree with me, but the literal definition of queer baiting is limited to fictional characters and fictional stories. 
So what is an what is queer baiting? It is when people use um is basically the incorporation of like apparently gay characters or apparently gay storylines into film, into television, into novels, and whatever as a means to like appeal to the LGBTQ population and audiences or audiences who are interested in LGBTQ stories while not fully committing to them. So an example of queer baiting would be Avengers Endgame. So when Avengers Endgame came out, um, I believe like the directors, like during the promotion cycle, the directors were saying like, oh, you know, this time we have a gay character. We're like really proud of it. It's really important to us that we incorporate this gay character in the Avengers universe, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was like, wow, there's a gay character in Avengers. Everyone was like, wow, excited to see what this character is all about. Is it going to be a superhero? What is it going to be? When in the theaters, literally it's an unnamed character with 30 seconds of screen time that can be very easily cut out for distribution in countries that do not depict homosexuality on screen, like China, for example. So people were upset. Like, you blow this thing up, you like put it as a selling point, this whole like gay character, gay storyline thing, and then you completely don't commit to it. It's literally a throwaway thing that has no impact on the plot whatsoever. It's a random unnamed character. So you play up this thing, you play up like, yeah, I have a gay character, I have gay storylines in this film, when you completely don't have it, you don't even have the guts to really depict their story in a way that impacts the plot and, you know, and you just take it out. So, of course, fans are upset, right? And, of course, the LGBTQ audience is upset because they feel like, okay, you want to use our stories, you want to use us to gain brownie points, but you don't actually want to tell our stories, right? So, people are upset. Another good example of cribbating would be, or rather, something that people keep saying is cribbating, I would say, is Sherlock, the BBC series. Because, like, in the series, they hint a lot of times, like, Sherlock and John Watson, like Sherlock Holmes and John Watson have like something more going on. Like that they that they hint at the feeling that maybe they, there's a little bit of romance or whatever. There's a little bit more to this couple. There's a little bit more to these two men. But in the end, you know, John Watson gets married and you know, whatever. So it's like at the end, heterosexuality wins the day. So of course, audiences are upset because you tease these storylines, you gain audience interest and then you just let, again, heteronormative wins today, right? At the end, it's like, no, there are no gay people in this story. No, we are not actually telling the stories. We are not going to engage with these stories in any meaningful way. That's queer baiting. And queer baiting is, as I said, limited to fictional characters and stories. And real people cannot queer bait you. If a person tells you, real people are allowed to change. Real people are allowed to grow. Real people are allowed to explore. If a real person is like, oh, I, I'm gay. And then like two years later, he finds himself falling in love with a woman. He didn't queer bait you, you know? Like, he is not a story, you know? Like, so he didn't lure you. Like, nobody owes you that sexuality, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, nobody, no no one, not even celebrities who are out there all the time in public, owe you their sexuality, owe you, like, you know, an explanation about who they are, who they love, who they don't love, why, you know? They don't owe you anything. And it's actually very harmful when, you know, people accuse actual human beings of queer baiting like like Kit Connor who was in the uh, Netflix series Part Stopper which is one of the rare um I would say like western TV shows a British TV show about boys falling in love lot it's like a rare like campus romance uh story uh the British BBC series and it is basically like one of the 
guys in the in the series, one of the leads, right? Apparently, he like has a girlfriend or something, and um, people were people were like some some people were saying like, "Hey, you're Kit Connor, you're queer baiting because you like act in this gay story, and then you like look like maybe you might be gay or you might not be gay, and then like you know we get attached to you, and then turns out you have a girlfriend, you're queer baiting, and." Kate Connor actually was forced because of the backlash to come out and say, guys, I'm bi. And like, he was clearly upset about it. And it was just very disgusting to see because, again, as I said, Kate Connor or any other celebrity doesn't owe you an explanation about their sexuality, right? And again, he cannot queer bait you. He's an actor. He acted in a story that is not queer baity at all. By definition, is not queer baity because Heartstopper is an explicitly queer story. Heartstopper is a story that fully depicts the romance, the blossoming romance between two boys. It, is, it has a trans character. The trans character is given a full arc. Like, it is a story about being queer, about queer identity, about learning to deal with your queer identity, learning to come to terms with it, finding out yourself, adolescence, how it is like to be queer, how it is like to be trans, going through the world in that way. So it, it's explicitly a queer story. It is not queer baiting. But Kit Connor is an actor and whatever he is outside of the show has nothing to do with it of course is, is there a conversation about are we giving lgbtq actors enough opportunities are we giving lgbtq stories to lgbtq actors you know do they deserve you know to have lgbtq do they deserve to have these stories told uh with lgbtq actors are we giving LGBTQ actors enough chances outside of LGBTQ series and dramas? Of course, there is a conversation about how many opportunities we are giving LGBTQ actors versus cishet actors, right? But just to say, like, queer baity or not, Heartstopper is not queer baity. It's an explicitly queer story. Kit Connor cannot queer bait you. He's a human being and he is allowed to not tell you about his sexuality, be, be ambiguous by be whatever about his whatever, do allow do whatever he wants with his own sexuality. Harry Styles is also very often accused of queer baiting because he likes to experiment with fashion. He wears skirts, he wears dresses, he wears something very flamboyant on stage and people are like, is he gay, is he not? But he's only publicly been with women and then it's accused of queer baiting and I'm like, guys, Harry Styles can wear whatever he wants. Again, he doesn't owe you an explanation about his sexuality. He cannot queer bait you into thinking like, if you like him because you think he might be gay and then like he turns out to not be gay, you cannot be like angry with him. You get what I mean? Like he doesn't owe you the explanation. Whatever you speculate is your own, is your own thing. So now we come to Thai fan service and people feel like, but he did queer bait because he pretend like him and Golf are a couple. Then like, oh my god, they act so couply and so sweet together and then make people think that they are a couple. They are queer baiting what? To which again I say, no, real people cannot queer bait you. And if you engage in Thai BL, you should know that this is how Thailand markets its BL couples. They market them together as a couple pairing. And if like you engage in Thai BL, I think you have to acknowledge and accept that you are being marketed too. Lah. Like, I think it's just... Like, honestly, I think if you are the type to feel like... Like, I get it. Because I really am a shipper myself. And I get it when you see people together and they're very sweet, very cute. Like, oh my god, they're so cute. How can they not be together? How would they act like this if they were not actually dating? Oh my god. I get all those. I have all those feelings. And I genuinely think that if you have those feelings, you want to have those feelings, you want to ship people together... You know, your fantasies and delusions are you are entitled to them. You are free to think whatever you want about them in your own brain. You know what I mean? 
like it's your own brain, right? You want to think about them whatever you want, it's fine. But I think you cannot take it to real life, law really. Like I think if you engage in Thai BL, you have to accept that what you see outside of the show when they promote as a couple pairing, uh, when they are in promotion cycles for for the for the drama and when they are still like tied to the other person for a lot of jobs, you just have to accept that whatever you see, right, is an extension of their performance in the show. And that's why I don't that's why I really don't think it's queer baiting. I just think that it is their job law as actors, as actors in this industry, in the Thai BL industry, they do this. And I think given how blatant the way Thai fan service goes, the way like Thai BL fan service is, like fans who engage in Thai BL should be aware of this already and you should already be be seeing it as an extension of their performance. Like I know Mew has just said and done some things that are extremely like over the top fan service. Like he apparently said at one point that he wants to have like a surrogate family with Gulf and then they had like surrogate kids. One of his, one of Gulf's, whatever. And they like apparently I have like fake wedding or whatever like, I don't know, but he did a lot of stuff, and it's it is meant to make you feel like they are a real couple. But again, as I said, if you engage in Thai BL, you have to treat it as an extension of their performance. And if you would feel like betrayed or upset that they are not a real couple, then I think you have to re-examine the way you engage with Thai entertainment and Thai BL culture. Lah. You know, I think that's genuinely something that, that you have to come to terms with. Do I think it's problematic? I do. Like, I do think that it is a bit problematic that Thailand markets its BL couples this way. And it's like, I think it, I think they understand that there is toxicity in the way, in like there is a consequence and it's toxicity because there are fans who cannot, who like, will feel very upset if they were not actually together because I think these Thai stars know this is not the first time a Thai BL star has like broken his CP. This is not the first time that a Thai BL star has like found a new relationship or whatever and like, you know, needed to get away from this image that they were portraying. So like, they know lah, they know that there is toxicity in this but they continue to do it because A, it's very profitable and like, and genuinely I think like B as fans, you should be uh, like aware lah. You should just be aware, law. As I mentioned, it is an extension of their performance. What you see is, it is a performance. It is them selling you a product, right? So yeah, that is something that I feel is uh just I just feel is uncomfortable lah. And again, I I was very uncomfortable with the way queer baiting was translated because my food is something that two real people can do, but queer baiting is something that a real person literally cannot do. My food is my what they are selling you a product what they are selling you the couple pairing thing, and I think whatever lah. If you want to engage in it, if you are, if you like to see them together, then it's fine lah. You know, you 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 would, you support them more. But queer baiting is literally something that real people cannot do by definition because it is limited to fictional characters. And I think their fans were like, but why can't you end it in a nicer way? Like you just don't end it in this way lah. You go and like. Tell your fans, you know, hey, I, you're, like, imply that your fans are uneducated, imply that your fans need mental health help. And honestly, I do think that Mew did not phrase those things well. Like, I think, like, you know, you did engage in, like, some pretty intense fan service. And, like, I think if you acknowledge that, and I think if you, you like, phrase your words better instead of, like, implying that all these fans are, like, mentally ill or, like, need to be more educated it's pretty, it's not very nice. Like, I think it's a bit mean. 
So I do think that there is there is there is space and improvement, you know, in how he speaks. And yeah, like but I don't think that he is I don't actually think that he is saying that BL as an industry is bad. Like I don't actually think he's like he's trashing the BL industry. I think he is just saying that 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 fan service has brought him like some has made him uncomfortable in some ways law and it has been difficult for him in some ways which i think like across the board probably thai br actors would agree that uh, like the fan service that leads to a lot of fans thinking that they are together with their colleague is can be uncomfortable like, and can get invasive you know but again like i do see why mu said what he said and i do think that he has the right to go and like pursue whatever relationships he wants and like as I mentioned again, like if you're engaged in Thai BL, you just have to accept that the way they market is like this and that it's not real, right? So like, yeah, basically to conclude over this whole Mew thing, could he have phrased things better? Yes. Does he have a point? Yeah, kind of, yes. And like, how do we solve this issue? I think firstly, I, th- I think it's a fever dream. I don't think Thailand is ever is going to stop doing this, but... I think like Thailand needs to chill on the fan service stuff because some of it is really very over the top and very excessive and it is like explicitly like trying to make people think they're a couple but also I think as fans you know you have to as I mentioned learn to accept that this is part of a performance they are selling you selling you a product which is themselves as a couple pairing and it's not real and it's all a way of marketing themselves and if you feel glad like being marketed to then I think it's fine but Again, like, you know, if you if you would feel, like, betrayed or, like, really upset when, you know, the couple pairing is broken up, then I think you just need to, like, you just need to rethink law how you engage with BL fandoms. Alright, so that's it for this week. If you have any ideas on what you want me to talk about or you have any thoughts about what I shared today about Mew, about the IBL, about shipping, about fandom then please uh, write in to me at janly at sph.com.sg or uh, write in to us at podcast at sph.com.sg or you can slide into my DMs at janlywrites. Um, please do also remember to listen to Can I Tell You Something Crazy? I'm very, very proud of it. Um, if you have any ideas on what you want me to cover in that series, do also write in to me at the same addresses I said just now. Um, yeah, that's it. That's your dose of pop culture for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A W E D I O.